you know that feeling of not feeling ready? Well, today's podcast guest, she leans into that feeling really hard and ends up selling over 8,000 orders. You ready to find out more? Let's go. Welcome to the How to Sell Online podcast, where you can learn how to start, launch, and grow your online store from amazing people who've been right where you are now. Hi, I'm Allison J. Prince, and I went from being a junior high science teacher to building four multi-million dollar online businesses with a husband, four kids, and a dog. Each week, you're going to hear real open and honest conversations with people who share how they started selling products online, created their own successful online businesses. I'll also bring on experts from a variety of fields who share tips, tricks, and inspiration to give you the answers you need to achieve your goals even faster. So get ready to learn how to sell online, kick fear in the teeth, and learn to live your best business life. Why? Because you can. Hey, welcome to the How to Sell Online podcast. If you are new, welcome. And if you are a repeat, welcome back. Today's podcast interview, bunny bags. Yes, Easter bags gone wild is what we should probably call this podcast episode. We're bringing in Natalie Johnson, and she's going to be talking about how she's got three SKUs, which are Easter bunny baskets, different colors, and how she has created over eight thousand orders and she only works at this point a couple months out of the year. I think this podcast episode is going to get your brain thinking around seasonal items and the power that it can have in your business. You ready? Let's dive in. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. So excited you're here on today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, Allison. Thank you for having me. Okay. So do you want to share how excited you were to be on this podcast? before we get started? Well, to be honest, I was super excited when the opportunity presented itself, but I wrote an email explaining why I couldn't accept (laughs) (laughs) and really didn't feel like uh, I had arrived or that I was ready. And so I wrote this email and thankfully I didn't hit send because I talked to my husband first and I was like, honey, this is like, this is what happened. And he was like, well, you're going to do it. Right. And so anyhow, it made me kind of rethink things. And he talked me through like, there are other people that are in your shoes or were in your shoes. And I look back five years and I would have never expected myself to get to where I am or the journey that it took to get here. And so, um, anyhow, so I guess I'm here for those people. (laughs) I love this so much. And that you told me this story because you never feel ready ever. So go back to when you started five years ago on your business. Did you really feel like you were ready then? How many kids did you have at that point? Four or five? Um, I, I had, I had six. I had my six at the time. Yep. So six kids. Yeah. Were you really ready to start that business? Oh, golly. No. My sister-in-law was like, bless her soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're never ready. Yeah. We never feel ready. And if we feel ready, then we've waited too long. Yeah. Like leaning into entrepreneurship should not feel comfortable. It it's unknown. And if it is comfortable, you're probably not doing it the right way. So thank you for not sending that email. Tell your husband. Thank you. Yeah. I, will. You. <laughs> I have a feeling today's podcast is going to be amazing. 
well, because I know your story. It's absolutely going to be amazing. Okay. So why don't you tell everybody uh, why you decided to start a business in the first place? You got six kids. You're running around like a chicken with your head cut off in Idaho. Why? Um, well, it was kind of a pivot point. Um, right before then, I had, I was able to step out of working with my husband and his business that we had been actively growing for about five years. And it was awesome that it had grown to the point that I was no longer the pivot point for running the office, doing the job of seven people. Like it, it felt like that at least, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, so stepping out, I had six kids. We did that for almost a year, a full year with a newborn, you know? Um, and it was just, it was time for me to reclaim my time with my family. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And then I realized that there was really like, just suddenly it wasn't a void. It was just something was open inside of me that hadn't been there before that I, I missed being a part of my husband's business in some regards, other ones I was still so grateful for, but really I was, um, I was ready to build something myself. I had worked really hard to help build something for him, for us. Um, I'd done my part the best I could. And truthfully, I was not perfect at that, but I, I learned a lot and I kind of just fell in love with business, I guess mm. is probably the most honest way I could say it. There was not, there's nothing that said you need to have this specific business and this is what you've got to do. I just knew I wanted to jump in and do something. And, um, it was pretty, pretty good timing that, um, I was, I saw some sort of ad that you were offering classes. And so I was ready so to jump in. You, so. you hadn't sold anything before you joined? No, no. I didn't know that. I thought you had a little side business already oh, going. Well, I guess it not, depends not your on your husband's, not your no. husband's, but just. Okay. So, I mean, I guess if I, I guess I don't count that. <laughs> um, I always was a maker of something, but I didn't know how to be efficient with my time. I didn't know how to be efficient with what I made to make it doable. So, uh, I did a lot of I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but like I did a lot of embroidery and sewing and that's so time consuming. Yeah. And to be truthful, I love doing it for my family. I hate doing it for anybody else. <laughs> I am so beyond that point. In fact, the only sewing machine in my house is owned by my 13 year old daughter. It is not mine. <laughs> And she can use it all she wants. And if I need to use it, then I ask her permission. Like it, I'm, you know, I, I have found that there are other ways for me to still fill that creative side without, and, and I don't know, get the fulfillment of being able to do it on scale. So, mm -hmm. okay, so, yeah, so I, the first products you sold, uh, then they were swaddler, baby swaddlers, right? Yeah. So I started a company called swaddled babe and boy, was I invested in that? Like I was head over heels in love with the market. I mean, I had six children of my own. So um, like my little slogan was nothing instills more wonder than the peaceful sleep of a swaddled babe. And I designed this, like I drew it all out. I designed this logo. My husband had Adobe Illustrator skills and he recreated it in Adobe. And we had this website that through the use of influencers, I ended up with like gorgeous pictures and it was just so pretty. And it was instilling that feeling that I was trying to give, like, let's cherish babies. Let's, 
let's love motherhood and let's feel fulfilled there. And I felt like I was kind of doing it, but I'll be honest, like the minimum order quantities for me to get my swaddles, it was so high. It was like 500 and I did pivot to, um, like bibs that sold so well, like wildly well. And that's where I got a lot of, um, traction Mm -hmm. and learning how to sell quantity, I guess, um, and listing things. And cause that's, I had more SKUs there, but yeah, I don't know. And I got to, I got to design my own product. That was like my coolest claim to fame. I, it wasn't, it wasn't original to like, no one's ever done it, but I made them myself. It was, I worked with a manufacturer in China. We did car seat covers. Um, we had to go back and forth because they would make them too wide. And then they'd have like these funny little bubbles. Like they just didn't fit universally and then they wouldn't be too long. So I got to play with it. The cool thing with that is I fixed my minimum order quantity because I could order in like quantities of 30 and do my own um, tiny patterns. Yeah. From tiny. 500 to 30 with your own patterns. Yeah. So, I mean, I, looking back, I probably should have sat there and focused on that product, but I was mm-hmm. so concerned with what I sold the most of, which were bibs that I sold for three ninety nine, <laughs> and I sold wow. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I, I have, I don't know the number of how many I sold. I mean, I, it was so many and it was just like, Oh, these are selling fast. These are selling fast. And instead of focusing maybe on the product that I could get traction in the long run on, um, when the bibs kind of hit a roadblock, I just stalled altogether. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of like reevaluating and moving forward, um, maybe like self-reflecting and refining my process, I, I, I didn't take that reflection time and instead I just pivoted. So then I created a DBA and created Ivory Homestead, um, which is what I currently operate under now. Mm-hmm. And I came up with that name in the shower and I was so proud of it that I wrote it on a board and I was like, I'm making a company, Ivory Homestead. And my husband said, what are you selling? I was like, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love DBAs because yeah. you're not locked into it forever and ever. And yeah, I think showers and walks are the two most inspirational places that I've gotten ideas. So I love that, that you've gotten your ideas there too. Yeah. Okay. So what do you sell now? Um, now I sell children's bags and baskets. Okay. So so you've gone from swaddlers to bibs to baskets. Yeah. That sounds kind of weird, but I will say there are a lot of random things in between like Lego tape and washi tape and uh, hammocks. I can't think of what else I've sold, but I mean, there are, there's probably like 50 to 75 different random things that I've sold on marketplaces. Mm-hmm. And that was strictly, I mean, I look back now, I'm so glad I did it because it gave me experience pricing. Sure. It gave me experience on what not to do. Like, um, quality matters. Like if I could communicate that to my past self, quality matters over the quantity sold because, um, there was this one item that I sold and I knew it was a hot item because we didn't have that trend generator yet, but, but I observed it in other places like social media. I could just, I could feel it. I knew that it was just on the cusp of exploding and boom, it did. And so I bought some but rather than like vetting the quality, like I'd done with my swaddles and like, I knew the process and I ignored it. Um, instead of getting samples and things, I just ordered like 1500 
Oh, oh it was so dumb. And luckily it wasn't that expensive. So, but I will be honest, like I got them and realized that they look like the picture. They look like the quality I wanted to buy, but when I used it, it wasn't. And so, so instead I had, you know, like this big old box of like random things. And I tried to sell them to my friends, but I didn't tell them that it was me. And then they would get it and they'd recognize, they wouldn't know the business name, but they'd recognize the address was from our city. And then they'd be like, wait a second, is that you? And one gal, she called me out on it and I've got to thank her so much. She, I lost her business forever probably, but she taught me that, um, I needed integrity to be the leading factor in anything that I did, that the quality mattered. And then it needed to be something that I would sell to them face to face and be proud of offering and proud of handing it over for them to then enjoy. So that really came down um, to like, I don't know, with the baskets that I currently sell, the item that I sell the most of now by far, like probably golly, 90% of my sales is Easter time baskets. And I love them. And guess how many SKUs I have three. <laughs> so great. So it's, it's so really great. awesome. It's so easy to do. And, um, because it's, it's a manageable number. And I don't know if that would be the right choice for every product, but I used to think that I had to do things in quantity and now switching to quality has made all the difference. It hasn't been as fast. I will say that like the trying to do things fast, I was able to sell more items, but repeat customers didn't happen. And the pride in myself wasn't there. So I'm just so grateful that I, I truthfully had to learn it the hard way by messing up. And it wasn't just on that item. There were other items that were okay quality, but not, not, it doesn't have to be luxury quality, but it needs to be like my standard and it wasn't my standard. So mm -hmm. I've switched that. It, it won't, it won't have my name on it or Ivory Homestead's name on it. If I can't back it up. I love that because you're, that's like a promise. That's part of your value that you're giving your customers out there. Part of your language saying, I'm going to stand by this because I'm proud of my product. Not like, Oh, take that. I hope you don't open it and don't look at it. Please look at it six months later. Cause then yeah. I'll be gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. And I think that uh, shows on your website. I think it shows in your product uh, that you truly are proud of your product. And can we talk about how many orders you've shipped out? This is a very impressive number. 8,359 orders. And that was last week. So I have a couple hundred more to add to that. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That is so impressive that you've done that. And you've had huge months too. Oh yeah. Yeah. My biggest seasons um, are the day after Valentine's day. I would have never expected the day after Valentine's day, but the day after Valentine's day is a great launch for Easter. And um, I have sold actually um, this year, I started in January just to try it. and. Mm -hmm sold a few hundred in the first couple weeks. Like it was kind of cool. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, the day after January through the end of March. And so it's so funny, like every year I look at when Easter is going to be, and usually Easter is around the sixth, the eighth, the ninth, one year, it was the 18th. I was doing the biggest happy dance because it gave me extra days to yep. sell. Yep. Oh, it was so funny that it suddenly, I was just so excited that I had a bonus 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, I sold a lot that year. So there were a lot of things that aligned that really worked out, but that was a happy year. Just, I don't know. We capitalized well on it. <laughs> I love, I I'm so glad you said that when Easter's at the end of the year or end of the month, I'm like, yes. yes. And the end of like April, not March Oh, in March, oh, yeah. totally. I feel like I get gypped in the selling season. Yeah. So I haven't had a March Easter yet. Cause I've only done these three years, like this specific product. But um, I know it'll come and I guess I now have the foresight and I kind of know what my selling pattern is mm -hmm. um, this year. Actually, I would love to talk about it. It's been so different than last year. Last year was that? like, it's just huge spikes last year. So like last year was like big spike. Like I would sell 270 orders in a day, like ridiculous. And to the point I was crying a, a personalized product too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love personalized. I think it's the best thing in the world, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like 270 and that was orders, not bags, but mm. orders. And, uh, one thing that I did learn back in the day is if you can offer something that if somebody loved one, they would buy two or three, that is a better product for me to sell. Um, but you know, most families have what 2.5 kids, you know, or whatever that number is. In my case, I up the average a bit with six, but, um, this morning I got an order of six that came through after a whole bunch of ones and twos and a couple threes. And I was like, yeah, for the six mama. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of fun. Um, I especially love grandmas and aunts because you can tell once you get past six, it's usually aunts or grandmas that are loving on their family and that's mm -hmm. pretty fun. And then, then that's just a fun order to send out. Cause I'm like, this is an Easter party. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. They're going to have an Easter account. It's going to be great. But Allison, I lost track of where I was going. Uh, we were talking about uh, the difference from last year and this year's order. Okay. Yeah. So years. gotcha. So this year, the thing that has changed a lot is um, the pace at which I'm selling has evened out. So it's not flatlined but it's being consistent. And okay. I have never had a time where I could anticipate selling every day. Like that is foreign to me. I've never, ever done that. Mm -hmm. And I've sold every single day since January 28th. <laughs> so and that's a happy that thing. Is? Like, what are you doing differently? I'm on a lot of different marketplaces. So mm -hmm. that helps. And I believe that now I'm starting to get traction with customers that recognize my brand mm -hmm. or at least recognize my product. I have, um, I don't have a lot of images of my bags, but I know which ones convert. And so I use those and maybe that helps with recognition that mm -hmm. people can see, Oh, there it is again. There it is again. And so, um, I don't know, it would be similar to like seeing a Nike swish, like, you know what you're getting. I'm that's the best I could think of, but, but yeah, so this year it's been more consistent and I have loved that, but I've also been like craving that spike day. And so I've had two spike days so far, um, but they're not as big as last year, but I still look back at my numbers and I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Like this is, this is nice. And it has been a unforeseen blessing because it has allowed me to, um, look into influencers because last year, golly, I will be so honest. We didn't, we did this all as just our family. And that was out of necessity because mom was tapped out. Like I couldn't get enough done. Uh, I couldn't get the orders out fast enough. So my husband was working as late as he could, because he has his job. He has to wake up for and help his team. 
and then my kids, they were unpacking things. And then I, I was the primary printer. Like, so I would, I would print everything, but my kids and my family would help ship and just put everything in the bags and, and, and ship them off with labels and things like that. And that was invaluable. And I was really grateful for them. But this year I have been able to breathe a little bit better because it's been more steady, but not those huge spikes. And I was challenged that love and shove to hire. Yes. And <laughs> I was waiting for this to come. Yeah. So I now have five people that work for me. <laughs> You're a fast mover. Well, okay. So here was my thinking. I have four, four teenagers that help. Uh-huh. One is my daughter. And notice I have six children yet. I chose one that is a consistent person. And the reason I chose her is because she has been my right-hand man beside my husband, but she has been there from the beginning. It's just like in her nature. She already knows the system. It was a no brainer. Who am I going to have Aaliyah Johnson? So, (laughs) so she was my number one. Yeah. And, and then I looked for um, other people that I could trust to be, um, attentive, Mm -hmm. like to have an eye for detail. That was, that was my criteria an eye for detail and especially with personalization. Yes. And yeah, because if it, if it's not right, then don't send it. Even if it's, even if it means I have to print it three times, which luckily we've not had to do that yet, but yesterday was a rough day. We had like eight go bad all in a row. And I'm like, okay, let's pause. <laughs> so we get it out. We found what was wrong. We got it fixed. And it was good that it was, um, it wasn't me printing. So I have not printed a bag for like almost a month. Yay. Whenever oh, that was so that happy. we, and you and I talked and you said, you have to hire, <laughs> you have to hire. So, so many people are like, no, I've got to keep all the money. And you just get exhausted. And then you yeah. can't like, I love that you just said, you're making offers more. You're having these steady sales come in and now you're focused on that. Now you want to work with influencers. Now you want to get on more platforms because you're not in the nitty gritty of packing and shipping. So congratulations. Right. That's thank you. Awesome. Yeah, And another reason why I hired four of those gals is because they're all teenagers. So they have busy schedules too. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I couldn't count on them every day of the week. My daughter has a ridiculous school workload which I'm grateful for because she's in, a, in an exceptional school, but she, she just can't do that. And, and I knew the other girls had sports and I'm a huge advocate for being involved. So I just knew that, okay, if I, if I need four people, because we have a monster day of sales, then I can call four people. And we have found a way to have five people operating in like my, what is it? 12 by 14 foot space. <laughs> don't tell anybody. I don't know if that's even legal, but you know, one, one day my husband, fire code. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if we include all the space that we use for my business, it would be, but we were, we were tightly crammed, <laughs> but if I really need all four, I can be like all hands on deck at my house, three 30, we're getting this done and, and they'll do that. And then, uh, but if I only need like one, then they can each have their day of the week. Mm-hmm. And, and it has been a blessing because I have gone to bed at a regular hour every night, ever since I brought those girls on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have to have sleep. You'll get burned out and then you'll quit. And that's not where we want to go. What's kind of ironic is that um, I would push so hard for the Easter season that I would have to take months off just to even 
yeah, just to eat. And, and my husband was in agreement. He's like, we need a break. Mm-hmm. We need to like, cause it affected my family. So did you choose these? Like you're just really, really focused on one season. Right. Do you like the rush of the spikes? Cause I know a lot of companies that really only focus on one holiday because they're like, yes, we're going to do it. And then they take nine months off the rest of the year. Do you like that business strategy or you're seeing how hard it is and you really don't want that. And maybe you're thinking about doing other types of products throughout the year to keep it more steady. I see the benefit of doing just one season. I mean, people do that fourth quarter all the time. Like if Uh if they have a Christmas focused business, then you can do that. Um, I would have never thought Easter could be a season. I just didn't, I didn't foresee that. Mm -hmm. Um, but somebody once told me that spring, it was probably you, Allison, that springtime could be like a second Black Friday. And you, the cool thing is you can create when that Black Friday is. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. So I just, I kind of tapped into that. And this product, I can't say it fell in my lap, but when I saw it evolving and then I saw there was traction there and it fit like my integrity and my quality standards, I was like, okay, let's just keep going. And then I hit some big wins with some marketplaces. And, and that was like, well, we're off to the races. Like I'm calling China. Like, can, how quickly can we get more in? And I would sell out and I would sell out and I'd sell out. And then we'd have to breathe. And I'd sell out one more time. My husband's like, we're done. <laughs> and luckily by then oh, no. I was like, well, yeah, you no. are right. Cause it's, it's too close to Easter. I can't get them here in time. So, <laughs> so do you crave that then? Cause I know I crave big rushes and cells. Like it's such a high, a dopamine rush where you're like hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. And you're like, yes, let's keep going. Uh, like steady is, is fun. It just loses its appeal sometimes. Right. And the peaks and then the valleys, it's just like this fun ride to be on. Well, I think like a good a good pattern for me that I've learned is I have my seasons that I like to push hard, mm-hmm. but I also have some seasons when I like to step back for my family. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. So every day, once in a while I get like a random sales. Like, I don't even know where that one came from, but cool. <laughs> and it's July <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I, there's no way I'm pushing anything in July because there's camps and everything. And like this year I'm in charge of the girls camp. I'm like, yep, I'm checking out for July. It's not happening. But, um, but no, I do like the rush, but it is like, I'm extending that season a little bit more. Um, I'm now in wholesale, which is something I never even considered a possibility for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, yesterday I just got off with fashion go and they accepted me. So I was pretty, yeah, yeah. Are you going to do personalized over there? Are you just going to sell blanks over there? I'm selling blanks. Yeah. And then a few that are like pre-printed but no, nothing that's personalized. So yeah. In fact, that helped me seal the deal. So that was helpful. Um, so cool. Yeah. So I have a little cool. story about that. Actually. I'd love to share. Please. So I, um, I wanted to reach out to fashion go. Cause I saw that somebody else in next level was selling there and I'd never considered that I could be big enough or significant enough to you sell on a ready. Pla- Oh my no, gosh. No. Is that not the theme of this podcast? You didn't feel like you were ready. No, I wasn't ready. And I didn't feel like I owned that, that badge enough to be like, see me. So, so anyhow, I just decided like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something brave, which I think I tell myself that a few times every week. And I 
found where to submit, which is actually much easier. A lot of those wholesale sites have someplace accessible for wholesalers and vendors to submit. Mm -hmm. So I sent everything in and just kind of handed it over to God and was like, well, I did my part. I was brave. If there's (laughs) something more I need to do, I'll do it. And in the meantime, I'm going to just keep working over here. And so uh, they said on there that I would get a phone call in like, I don't know, one or two days. Well, it probably took about four, but there was like a random phone call that luckily I answered yesterday. It was from, you know, out of state. I I figured it was a scam call, but I was like, nope, I'm going to answer this one. (laughs) I was in the middle of um, like getting everything prepped for the girls to come over and help me, me with printing. And they were actually late that day. So conveniently I had the time to speak with him Mm. and he, he was like, okay, so I know that these bags could work great on our platform, which was, that made me feel really good. But he said that we do have like, this is the kind of seller I want you to be. And it was going to be like a home, a home products type seller. And there was a promotion, like all this stuff. He's telling me all these things and how it was going to help push my brand faster. And, um, nice thing is that I actually didn't have to pay the setup fees and like all these things. Like, I'm like, wow, these are all blessings, but here was the catch. I had to have 50 SKUs and I have three colors. Oh, And so I was sitting there and I was like, rather than me accept the no. And yeah. the cool thing is that he wanted to work with this too, but on my website. So if you go on right now, you'll see products that won't be there probably in like two weeks, <laughs> but, but I had left on products that I did two years ago. I don't sell these anymore. Nobody buys them anymore. They're beautiful. And they sit on my website and they just live there because it was work, I guess, to put them on. So it was work to take them off. And a little bit of my heartstrings would hurt to watch them go, (laughs) but it was, it was a godsend because he was like, wait a second. I see that you have these platters. Like, Mm -hmm. could you offer these? And I already knew that as a wholesale option, it would take too long. My, my margins don't work, but I was like, you know what? I think I could. And I just kept the conversation going, knowing that, okay, that doesn't work for me. What is another option? And then it like dawned on me, hold on. I have all this inventory in my garage and I have pillow covers. I have aprons. I have pencil pouches. I have makeup bags. I was like, there's all my SKUs. So I started talking while I'm like trying to create that up. I was talking to him about like some of the platters that, cause he was concerned about personalization that that wouldn't work for their platform and their clientele. Mm-hmm. And I just had this little light bulb of inspiration about the inventory sitting outside, which I had just looked at how much, like the numbers of what I still had left, like earlier that day on a whim, like it just kind of like crossed my screen on my computer. And so it was neat because in that moment, I realized like, there's my answer. So I said, well, what if I I have these pillow covers and I actually do have designs for them. So that was helpful too. It wasn't like I was just pulling it out of the air, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I sell these as well. Would that work within my storefronts on fashion go? And he's like, absolutely. And I was like, well, if I were to transition to just, he's like, you could just start with those. And you know what? I'll drop it to 20. You would only need 20 SKUs. And so I'm thinking like, Eddie, Eddie, that was the guy's <laughs> name at Fashion Go. So Fashion Go business development apartment, Eddie is a rock star. I love him. <laughs> He's getting a whole bunch of calls this week. Oh, whoops. Well, maybe. <laughs> no, it's good. He'll feel really loved. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was just really, really neat is that uh, the door was open and I guess I had the opportunity to like, I guess the knock was there. I opened it and I had the opportunity to either step through and accept the opportunity or, or maybe close the door on something that was, it was just right there in front of me. So it is brand new. I just signed the documents this morning, accepting to sell there. And there is more, um, like time before the storefront goes live. Mm -hmm. But I mean, as far as I can tell, it will all work. And so within about two weeks, I guess it takes a little bit longer to onboard there, but then like two weeks I'll be set up and so great. I've heard some great great success stories from fashion go. So I'm very, very excited for you. And then anybody listening, if you go Google fashiongo.com, you won't get there. It's fashiongo.net, just FYI. Uh, I've done.com way too many times. So <laughs> you're looking it up again, like you weren't ready, but yeah. you said, what can I do? What? And you're thinking in your head, your brain's telling you no way, but your heart's saying, yes. Yeah. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. Okay. How has this business changed your life? What has business building done for you over the years? Um, so I guess a good frame of reference would be to know where I began. So my character is not outgoing. I guess maybe that's not true now, but I've had to grow into that. Mm -hmm. When I was like five to 12 years old, I was the most shy person on the planet. I, I don't know what switch went off, but I went from living life and loving it to suddenly like being very self-conscious, self-aware but not in those good ways. Mm. And so the best example that I can give is being a young person, like truthfully it's past age 12. It was probably up until like being a junior in high school when I got pushed in some good opportunities for me to get outside of my shell, but we would go to, let's say like McDonald's and I love sweet and sour sauce. I still love their sweet and sour sauce. It is just (laughs) the best sauce ever on the planet. I just love it. And so you know, if you're a little kid and you want sweet and sour sauce, I don't know, you, you've got to go up there and get it from the cashier. That's how they did it then. And you could go and you can have an unlimited number. They don't do that anymore. It's kind of a sad thing, but I did not have it within myself to walk up there and ask the friendly smiling cashier who had just given me my chicken nuggets for fry sauce. Mm. Like I, I wouldn't do it. So whether or not I couldn't do it, I'm not sure, but I would not do it. And I had a wonderful younger sister that I could convince to go do it for me. And sometimes I would walk up there with her, but I was never the one to speak ever. So business for me has uh, not been easy because I look back at when my husband started his business and within a very short amount of time, he had too much on his plate. And I recognized I could help fill in with answering the phone, making appointments, doing all the scheduling. And guess what that involves? That's on the phone all the time. And I would shake when the phone would ring and I would wait two rings and say a little prayer before I would answer it. Cause I had no idea what they were going to say on the other end. And guess what? Usually they were pleasant. <laughs> it, it wasn't even that I was going to have to put a fire out, but I, oh, I did not like phone calls all my life, but let alone 
you know, maybe if I had caller ID, that would have been a good blessing. <laughs> my, my family didn't do that. And cell phones weren't advanced enough. I got a little flip phone. It didn't say who was calling unless it was in my phone. And so doing that on a business level was not natural. It was terrible. Um, but doing that for five years, you get very good at it just mm-hmm. because you must. And yeah. there were some moments that I would get to a breaking point that I'd end the call and I would just bawl. And I'd let the next call go to voicemail because it was either, either a difficult phone call, or it was just difficult for me. It was a challenge for me. Um, so business that, that was my first experience with business. Like I love the creative side. I love the selling side. I love the serving side, but you put me like on a phone. (laughs) It was so hard. Um, in person was a little bit easier. I can't explain that for me. Um, so obviously I'd moved a little bit beyond the McDonald's situation, <laughs> but, um, but once I finished those five years, I was in a much better place of ability and confidence. Mm-hmm. And so that helped when I started my first online storefront with swaddled babe, that one was easy too, though. I mean, I, no one had to, I didn't have to answer the phone ever. I could do it all online, but, um, I did have to apply a lot of that forward momentum of putting myself forward in difficult situations for myself. So that helped a lot, but I don't know, business has been really good and doing it online has provided so much flexibility just so much. I have six children. I adore my family. That is the forefront of my life. That is my purpose on earth is to love and be with and support and cheerlead and just triumph my family. And Truthfully, they do the same back to me. And I just love, love, love of it. Um, but a lot of opportunities steal time that that just slips past. And so working on my own business allowed me to set some parameters, which truthfully, I'm not always that great at boundaries of knowing, okay, when the kids get home from school, I need to step out. And I need to have 30 minutes with them before maybe I go back in and guide the team that I have working that day. Mm -hmm. But now I can even trust that team to be working if I'm not in my house and I can leave and I can go do things with my kids. I mean, my son's going to state basketball this year. Guess where mama's going to be. She's going to be cheering at state basketball. She's not going to be at home printing, (laughs) you know, and I just love that. And I'm not going to have to switch and sacrifice evening hours when I should be sleeping to try to make up for the time that I was where I needed to be. So that, I guess that's what business has given me the most of this style of business has allowed me to grow in my own character and find fulfillment there, but it has allowed me the flexibility to still love on the things that fulfill me, which is my family, a lot of community service. I'm actually a coach for cross country and track. I love, love coaching. And so I can't, I can't give up those things that fulfill me so much. And that actually like fuel me with more energy. And so there has to be a balance there though, because otherwise I could give too much on the business end. And if I don't have the structure there, then it sucks away from those things. So it is, it's still like a learning thing for me, but I'm getting a lot better at it. Well, I think you're pretty darn good at it. I've been able to watch you all these years and you're each step. You're like, Oh, discovery, discovery, discovery. And I love how you said it is heavy over Easter, but then the rest of the year, 
you're doing other stuff. And so you're not locked into it every second of every single day. So huge kudos to you for being an entrepreneur who can actually say, you know what, this is, these are my boundaries and I'm going to stick to it. doesn't mean that's how it's going to be forever, but you are sticking to your priorities first and that's your family. And now you're even hiring them. Yeah. I do. I do have hope to like add in key seasons that I have found the greatest success in the past, but I've noticed that there is a gap in between those seasons. Mm-hmm. So I get I just get maybe more preparation time and a little bit of recoup time and vacation opportunity time. I will say we don't go on vacation that often, but just maybe just the the break is kind of nice, but you know, so, so good. Okay. Where can people find you? Um, I am on ivoryhomestead.com. That's my website. I am on Instagram and Facebook, but Allison, I'll let you know. So social media is if there's a, a struggle I have, it's that. Okay. So, I need you to let that go. Uh, Cause I read what you wrote about it, how you're frustrated with it. I built a multi-million dollar business with no social media. Social media isn't the end all be all. And I know it, it, it can be fabulous, but Natalie, what you're doing right now, you're on other marketplaces. They're doing the social media. And so can I just give you permission to not stress out about it so much? It will come when it's right. And I know so many people get so hung up with, I got to post every day. I got to post five times a day. I got to post this, this, and they're so busy trying to create. They forget about the business side of it and forget about putting their offers out there. And I just want to give you permission to just say, it is what it is right now. You are kicking butt in your business. You're almost at nine, close to 9,000 orders working the hours that you want to, and you're not posting on social. You're doing amazing when it is right for you. You'll know. So give yourself permission to just say, you know what, just sit on the corner for a second. I'll get to you when I get to you. Well, I did find a little bit of a solution for that. I hired a VA. (laughs) (laughs) So she doesn't work very much. She only works like an hour and a half every day, but she's helping me with some of those pain points that Right now, my hope, honestly, is to do more like what I did with Swaddled Babe is that through working through influencers, I can get their content yes. and put it on there. That's what I would much rather yes. put there because it's, it's let them do beautiful. the work. Yeah. Like, so that's what they're so good at. Yeah. yeah that's what Badoki Kids does. Do you have oh, I love that podcast episode. Oh, yes. I love Badoki Kids. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've kind of, I've followed her. <laughs> yeah. she's. Amazing. I think she's great. Yeah. She just repurposes all their content on her social media. It's fantastic. Yeah. So that's, that's my plan with it, but I just, and so with that, I have um, reached out primarily through email to influencers and things, because I feel like that is better than whenever I go specifically through my social media, if they click on it, they see three posts and two of them are from like two years ago. <laughs> so it's <laughs> just start somewhere. it's going to have to be someone else. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel fulfillment there. And so it just kind of, it's not been my, not been my focus that it's okay. Like we really can build a business around who we are and it's okay. You don't want to be on social. Great. There's other ways that you can do it. If you want to be on social, great. 
there's an opportunity there. And so you really get to lean into, yeah, sure. You have to do hard stuff. Absolutely. And get uncomfortable, but sometimes you just know in your soul, you don't want to do it. And that's okay. My sister, Annie, she's built amazing companies and isn't on social media. Why? She doesn't want to be on there. Yeah. And she's like, I don't care. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Well, I appreciate that. I respect those people. So I yeah. will, I'll just kind of keep that on here. Just right close to my heart. No, know, know that it's all right. It's all right. It's just okay. keep focusing where, where I have traction and where I, I don't know, like there's, there's certain areas where I'm just like, that's where I need to go. So you can't fight that when you just kind of know what your gut. Yep. So go with I your gut, know. go with your gut, go with what you're good at. The other stuff will come. Okay. Okay. That was so fun. Thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your heart, your information, the ups, the downs, the pivots, and really just driving in the message of you're never going to feel ready, but just do it anyway. So thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Allison. All right. Didn't you love Natalie's voice, man? I told her she should do a podcast, her next business and just tell stories. I feel like she's got the reading rainbow LaVon Burton style voice. Oh, I could just listen to her talk all day. Okay. Let's dive into her top 10 takeaways that she so graciously shared with us today. Number one, the theme of the entire podcast is you're never going to feel ready. Stop waiting for that feeling. Just get going. Number two, take reflection time. You know what I'm talking about here. You're going hundred miles a minute, but what if you just stop for a second, turn around and just look how far you've come it's going to fill your soul. It's going to help you to gain that confidence to be able to keep moving forward and to know what to focus on. Number three, she created a DBA. She wanted to do something different. So what'd she do? She did it. She didn't have to set up a whole new business entity. She just created something called a DBA doing business as, and then made that pivot. Number four, this one scream loud from the rooftops. You got to get quality products. Don't skip getting a sample from your vendors and manufacturers. It can lead you into so much hot water and you'll lose customers really quickly if you start sending them crappy products. Number five, the product that you are selling, do you feel proud of handing that? If you were to hand it to them face-to-face, -face, are you going to have pride in what you are selling them? Great. If not, then maybe you need to rethink about what you are selling. Number six, test to find bestsellers. I love how Natalie allowed herself to get messy and it actually blessed her in the end to be able to get onto some other marketplaces. But she said, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And I think so many times people are just so stuck on, I'm just going to sell one product and that's it. And they're not allowing themselves to just fill into it. Number seven, write this one down, circle it, highlight it, underline it, all the things you got to put more offers out there. If you want your products to be seen, you've got to make them seeable, put them on marketplaces, work with influencers, get more people seeing the amazing product that you have created. Number eight, I love how she said, you know what? I really like working on the Easter season, but I don't want to work a bunch during the rest of the year. She is building a business around her schedule at this point in her life. Will she open it up in the future? Maybe. But I love how she set those boundaries and knocks it out of the park in just a few months out of the year. Number nine, did you hear her keep saying, what can I do? Instead of having no come out of her mouth right away, 
she would lean into, all right, what can I do? She was problem solving, even though her mind was saying no, but her heart was telling her yes. Number 10, I really loved her story about her being very, very scared to talk to people and how leaning into business, starting with her husband's, she got used to talking and more confident uh, working with people. I thought it was such a beautiful podcast interview. I feel so blessed that I get to interview these rock stars and share them with you. I can't wait for you to be able to hit your 100K or million or your success story so I can interview you as well on the podcast. All right, go out there, make that money. Why? Because you can. My friend, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the How to Sell Online podcast. Are you interested in starting your own online business or growing that online store that you already have? Well, sign up for my free masterclass and let me show you the three, count them, three secrets to making it happen. Even if you don't have any idea of what you'd like to sell, you're going to love this because you can learn everything from why Shark Tank, yeah, a Shark Tank idea is a bad idea to one little trick that helped me to sell over $1.1 million selling bum, 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 pillowcases. Yep, pillowcases. And the magic happened all while my kids were napping. This system has helped thousands of people start selling products online with many going on to sell 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, and even beyond the million dollar mark in product. And all you have to do is just jump over to zero to hundred K website to sign up for my free masterclass. You just go to zero dash one zero zero K.com and it will take you straight in there and you can start learning now. Easy peasy to sign up and it can totally change your financial future. All right. Am I going to see you there? <laughs>